everyone. This is the Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime suspense and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that the Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com, under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. But first, let me put in a good word for Blueberry Podcasting. I'm a Blueberry affiliate, but that's not the only reason I'm telling you this. I've been using Blueberry Podcasting as my hosting service for my podcast for years, and it's one of the best decisions I ever made. They give great customer service, you're in complete control of your own podcast, you can run it from your own website, and it just takes a lot of the work out of podcasting for me. I find for that reason that it's a company that I can get behind 100% and say, you should try this. Try Blueberry. It doesn't require a long-term contract, and it's just a great company, period. And it also has free technical support by email, video, and phone. So you can get a human being there. Isn't that nice? Hi, everyone. My guest is a person of many parts, as you can see. (laughs) (laughs) I have three quarters of them with me today. Uh, Leanne Post is the pen name for co-authors Kathy Baldow, Tara Bell, Jenny Fight and KB Robbins. So I have three of them with me here today, Kathy, Tara, and Jenny. So welcome. Uh, stories by these authors have appeared in numerous journals and individually they're published uh, as well uh, in 10 novels, I believe it is. Uh, they've worked as reporters and editors covering various types of topics And they have written a highly relevant novel that entertains and raises important issues, thoughts and prayers. So it is my great pleasure to have with me today four authors who represent the the one author, Leanne Post, the collective author. Thanks, guys, for being here. This is great. Thanks Thanks for having having us. us. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so (laughs) glad to have you here. So, uh. Tell me more about uh, the book, Thoughts and Prayers. What is it about? Kathy, you go. (laughs) I always get this, you know, the author's scariest question is, what is it about? Even though, you know, you've worked on it for five years. It's basically about an outcast, uh, overprotected girl who unwittingly lets her boyfriend into their school thinking that he's just going to scare a few people, but he ends up bringing a gun and uh, minutes later, 14 people are dead. And then it's her trying to hide her complicity or she's the accomplice. She's trying to hide that from the authorities. And then as the town and the survivors grief turns to anger and revenge, she's also trying to hide from them as well. Mm. My goodness. I think of this book as uh, the crime and punishment novel of the 21st century and really is basically Raskolnikov. That was his name, right? The 
she struggles with this issue of how much her guilt will force her to give away and whether she can conceal herself in plain sight or not and whether she should help the authorities or not. It's, it is both uh, character driven and plot driven, which is fairly unusual for a crime novel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting that you bring up that point of complicity because I'm currently working on a story that about my attorney character where she is trying to figure out if she's crossing a line, a similar line. <laughs> interesting, uh -huh. real interesting. Um, what really fascinates me is the fact that you were able to collaborate on this, four of you. Um, how was it that you divided up the work and... What, how is it that you met and, and formed this group exactly? Harry, you want to give that a go? I'll give that a go. We started out as a writing group to begin with. So we knew each other. We knew we had been reading our work for maybe at least five years, I think, the four of us. And uh, one day we decided, one of us, so I said, <laughs> do you want to try writing a book together let's try writing a book together so um at first we weren't too sure whether this was a good idea but we we just started we just began and uh with our uh computers in our laps and a whole other way of working we plotted out a plot, decided that each of us would have two characters. We designed those characters. This was all done maybe in two weeks, I think. We, we, we laid this down, this basic story, and that each of us would have two characters and who they were, what their names were, and how they enter, pretty much interrelated with each other. We wanted a community of diversity and so I took two teens and Kathy has uh, had the, has the uh, protagonist, Lily, the person that was the accomplice. And Jenny had two characters, uh, a policeman that was involved in it and uh, the father of one of my characters. And then Keith, yeah, yes. And, uh, and uh, anyway, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> but you got so the I, I just want to say that the reason, yeah. uh, the reason Kathy's character, Lily, became the protagonist is that she missed one of our weekly meetings. She <laughs> <laughs> decided while she was not there that Lily was definitely it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. This is so fascinating because... Each of you took a character and created an arc for them then. Yes. Two characters. Two characters. Two characters. And we did the that up case. front. We did. We sort of, you know, the weird thing about this is we really knew this book even before it existed. And so we knew the characters' names almost immediately. Yeah, we did. With very little uh, movement about those. And then we knew what had to happen for each of them. And so we wrote like little character exercises about each of their individual arcs and shared them with each other. Wow. Maybe as juice to get us started. 
I have got to, I have got to make an observation here. You said something in your guest post that really resonated with me. You said, we had to learn how to go from being soloists to members of a chamber orchestra to blend our understanding, writing styles, language use, pacing, and approach to character and storytelling into one harmonious melody. Right away, all I could think was I was struck by the similarity with the filmmaking process and the screenwriting process, honestly. Interesting, yeah. And I thought, wow, this is like a TV writer's room almost, <laughs> in a sense. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, this is fabulous, fabulous stuff. I'm loving it. Um, was it difficult at all to adjust to writing collectively? Yeah. I think the writing part was easier than the editing part, to be mm. honest. I think the writing part was the fun part. You know, we were all just flying um, and, and reading every week. You know, every week we were reading what we were writing. And and then when it came down to the editing process, that's where things got tough because you had to, you know, sort of give up a part of your own work to these other three voices to make sure that all these characters, you know, that that everything made sense and matched and, and we did a big timeline and, you know, we couldn't write that the character had blue eyes when the character, you know, really had green eyes. So there was a lot, you know, and we got down to the micro level of editing too, like every word basically every sentence was debated um you know so as a you know an author you're usually flying solo so you don't you know have to yeah <laughs> compromise as much well you don't have to compromise at all except with your editor I guess but you know we we really um worked together to make it one voice between the four of us oh my gosh wow I mean if any screenwriters are listening, I'm sure a lot of them are thinking, whoa, this well, is kill your darlings. If this is a kill your darlings thing. Oh, definitely. And so so there there were issues about backstory. How much do we put in and how much do we leave out? And many of us, like me, like our backstory. So <laughs> letting go of that little comfort blanket, sometimes very difficult. But it can also be very freeing. Yes, that too. <laughs> um, and we we all yes. got to know each other's characters really well too, as we kept working. So in, in a way, we <clears throat> we had that ability to get to know them, even though we still had somewhat control over over what we thought about, it. and then we discuss it and see if it. It went along with everyone. You know, discuss how we felt that character should feel or say or do. Mm-hmm. And so it really wasn't, we didn't have to give up a lot. Sometimes we we'd compromise or add to our ideas of that character. And it really, in a way, was, it was pretty wonderful. I learned a lot about putting a, a novel together by working with these wonderful writers collaborating does that I think you just mm-hmm. learn so much from it <clears throat> excuse me and I love the point you made in the post about your guest post about humor how it 
really is appropriate to include humor in a heavy material, just to give it some lightness so that people don't get so depressed they want to put the book down. <laughs> but it has the book has that effect from time to time because the subject is so difficult. Mm -hmm. But mostly it's Kathy who's the funny one. And <laughs> these lines would just pop up out of nowhere and make us all laugh, which was so helpful, as you pointed out, just like, <laughs> oh, now I can breathe again. Let's go back and, and do this. Absolutely. How much research did you do as part of this? I like to say that we're all on some government watch list based on our <laughs> browsing histories <laughs> into guns and pipe bombs and, and shootings. Um, go ahead, Jenny. Trauma, a lot of research about trauma and the uh, after effects about PTSD. And, you know, I've, I've, I've long thought that life just gives you PTSD, but these <laughs> specific assaults um, are too, are so vivid for all of us that, um, I don't know that we ever, as a society, get over them. Uh, particularly, you know, if the newscaster, when they're reporting what is happening on, say, a day like January 6th, comments that the young staffers knew what to do when there was a, an active shooter threat and moved the members of Congress away from windows and doors. I mean, that kind of acceptance of violence in our society is is there all of the time. And so we need to need to find a way to understand that and encapsulate some of that in the story. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um how have readers responded to your book? Mm. Five. We were, yeah. <laughs> we were we were, I have to say, pleasantly surprised. You do not know when you finish a novel how it will be accepted. We went through beta readers. We heard from them and advised and re-edited after we got our manuscript back. But we didn't know what just a, a readers that would actually get the book would feel. So we were surprised to see um, on Netflix and I mean not, not Netflix on NetGalley a lot of one, wonderful responses from people uh, five stars we got fairly often and how many people relate to it it's just like what Jenny was saying that there's a lot of relation uh, to <laughs> thanks <laughs> there's a lot of really uh, you can tell i'm really techie savvy and uh <laughs> there's people really responded to it and when we've had groups together like library groups um book signing in our area people asking and the questions have been phenomenal and been really good we're not experts in this in the in the field we we are fiction writers. So, but we did the research and we worked and it was interesting to feel the readers uh, respond to our story. 
and uh, and related to that story. One one teacher said, "I'm so glad you." One thing I I recognized in the book is that you didn't blame anyone. You didn't blame the schools. You didn't blame the police. You didn't blame gun laws. Well, some of the characters do. Some of them do. But it's all about how each of us in a different way is responding to this really traumatic, awful thing that's happening in our country. That's that's great that you've written this book and that you did it all together. Um, I, I'm a big believer in the power of collaboration on a lot of things. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Are you also, are you working on anything else collectively? Not yet. Not it's yet. going to take some convincing. <laughs> we, we've talked about it. It's, you know, writing a book, it's like childbirth and then. You, oh, you have boy. to have that time to recover and forget about all the pain of it. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, who are your favorite authors? And are you reading anything now that you particularly love? Ooh. Oh, well, my favorite all-time author is still Toni Morrison, no matter what else I read. But she doesn't write crime, unless life is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I really love Anthony Doerr. Uh, uh, what's it called? Cloud. 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 Yeah. Yes, I love him. It's it's if I could remember his titles, that would be nice. <laughs> How about you, Kathy? Well, I've I've been in the past few years reading voraciously Frederick Bachman, and I think because he has that combination on one page you can laugh and cry and scream and be happy and sad and all of those things that he does brilliantly that i that is life you know because in life you know you have happy sad scared um moments every you know throughout your day um and so that's you know he kind of inspired my um wanting to put all of those emotions on the page in in such a difficult you know situation yes this is one of the things i like most about doing these interviews i get to hear what other authors are reading and some uh -huh. sometimes it's an author that i've never even heard of and i'll get interested and start reading them <laughs> so thank you for those uh thoughts yes um, let's see what advice would you give to someone who would like to write for a living? For a living. <laughs> would like to write and for a living are like an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie. I think I, I've been working on this idea uh, for a presentation elsewhere. And I, I think my advice is always what it had been, which is keep going. That there... There are just innumerable insults and pauses and life events that come at you that prevent you from writing. But you just have to keep going. I mean, you don't stop breathing because it's difficult. You keep breathing, therefore you keep writing. And I I don't think there's any simpler advice than that. I think it's good. I've watched... Jenny out of, of the group or all of us 
Kathy has a full-time job and three of us are retired from other work that we did and have maybe more time to write. Jenny uh, has just gotten into some wonderful writerly habits that I admire so much. And I think perseverance is a big advice and don't feel guilty. <laughs> Try not to feel guilty about not getting your writing done. Just, just do it. Like Jenny said, that's the best thing you can do. Just do it. And then uh, be in touch with, uh, you know, do things like this, you know, be in touch with, keep up with uh, how you market, keep up with, you know, people to connect with. What do you think, Kathy? <laughs> and the disappointment, it's hard. You know, you think you're close to something and then and uh, it doesn't pan out. But go ahead, Kathy. <laughs> well, I think it's like any other sort of art or becoming a master at something. You have to put in the hours. You know, it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at anything. Um, and, and I liked my, my daughter danced ballet for a very long time. And so a lot of my years of writing, I call that bar work, you know, you have to be in the studio and doing that writing and building up your writing muscles before you can, you know, go out on stage with your finished product. It takes hours and hours and hours. And, uh, if you, if you not, if you're not willing to put in the work, then, if if you don't, and if you don't find joy in the work, that's the thing. That's the hard. <laughs> that's the hard. Because I, you know, I've collaborated on other projects um, with people that don't have the writing disease. And <laughs> it, it makes a big difference. You have to want to go through this, through this agony of <laughs> sitting down and writing every day. Pain. Boy, Although guys... I, I've been thinking that writing is the cure for this disease. <laughs> the disease is something else. Find another name for it. But I think that writing is the is the way you get through it. So so if the disease is, say, obsession, then writing allows you to work out the thing you're obsessing about. Like clams or oysters. <laughs> The, the thing is a piece of sand in your mind. It's going to keep grinding around in there until you push it out. You guys have just described it all so perfectly. There are no words I can add. I mean, that is such great advice right there. And it is so true. A lot of this is obsession, habit, determination, procrastination. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes you have to procrastinate well. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. You have to just kind of let that idea sit there and let the solution of whatever problem it is come to you. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I can't remember which philosopher talked about the raw and the cooked. He was talking about civilizations. But I think that somehow creating anything is like that, that that the idea, you can't surface the idea until it's cooked. Before then, it rattles around in your brain, going through whatever process that is that you use to cook it. And you're not really in charge of that process. It is going to happen without you. And you just do have to wait until it's ready. That's yeah. great. 
That's very interesting. Yeah, and another thing I'd advise for writers too, and probably they do this, is to be in a group because it inspires you. <laughs> or you get to share your woes with people, you know. You yeah, share woes, you get comments, <laughs> you get, you know, real comments, not just nasty comments from people on uh, Amazon or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Real, genuine, caring comments. <laughs> because we know what it's like to get to that point or that page or we can share. I think we've all said we could not have written this book alone. It, it, it would have never happened if one of us tried to write it alone. I think it was the four of us coming together and um, inspiring each other you know, to be better writers and, and having that, um, knowing that somebody's going to expect you to have your work done the next week and have your pages ready to be read aloud, uh, you know, having some accountability also helps <laughs> in the writing Absolutely. process. Absolutely. This is so beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful note to end on, but I do want to ask, is there anything else you'd like to say before we finish up? We missed having Karen's brain here. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, each of us adds a particular flavor to this particular stew. And I think, you know, she is as much a part of what we're saying as as anything we could say. Now, this is the first time we haven't had her here. So with us when we're doing a, you know, an event or something like this so she understands she's off somewhere doing another uh, thing yes death valley death valley <laughs> her husband is a photographer and she goes with him on these shooting trips that's fascinating that must yeah. be awesome it is neat well i want to thank you so much for being here today and uh sharing your thoughts with uh, my audience there I really appreciate it. Yes, and thanks for having I us. I think what you've done is great. Just fantastic. So thank, thank you, you very much. You're welcome. We could keep talking for hours. So we'll probably good to end. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Deb. Sure thing. And I will just say um, thanks to everyone who's listening. Don't forget their giveaway. They are giving away a copy of Thoughts and Prayers. And you can check my... Uh, blog for the uh, details on that debbymack.com slash blog something like that um <laughs> my thanks to my supporters on patreon i couldn't do this without you guys without patreon and substack um our next guest will be Lori lewis ham who is not only a crime writer but has her own podcast called i believe it's mystery rats maze where authors get to, I think, read their work. So that's fascinating right there. In any yeah. case, um, thank you for listening. Take care. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And until then, happy reading. Mm -hmm.